0: It was a different kind of Passover meal to say the least. I remember right when I sat down, Philip leaned over to me and he whispers, hey Thomas, I feel like something special is gonna to happen tonight. I looked at him and I said, I doubt it. I was wrong. Jesus got up from the table and walked over and grabbed a basin of water and a towel. And I remember thinking to myself, what is Jesus doing with the foot water? I mean, I doubt he's going to wash anybody's feet. (laughs) I was wrong. He knelt down and he started to wash Bartholomew's feet. Bart just sat there, didn't say anything. He didn't even move. None of us did. Jesus finished up and he went on to James and Andrew and the rest of us, and I remember thinking at the time, this is so strange, and yet so wonderful. I doubt anybody's gonna say anything right now. I was wrong. You know who broke the silence? Peter.
1: No way are you going to wash our feet. I mean, that's what I told him. He could wash other people's feet, but he wasn't going to wash mine. So I looked at him and I said, Jesus, you're not going to wash my feet. I mean, you're the king. And he looked at me and he said, well, then you can't have anything to do with me. I'm like, ouch. Okay, wash my feet, wash my hands, wash my whole body if you have to. He looked at me and he said, no, your feet will be just fine, Peter. In the midst of him washing our feet, He teaches us servanthood.
0: Then Jesus took some bread and some wine. He blessed it and he served it to us. He said it was a new covenant with his blood. And then he told us, tonight, all of you will lose faith in me. And I just remember thinking, lose faith in you? Never. But I didn't say anything. I just sat there.
1: I mean, I couldn't just sit there. I had to say something. So I looked at him and I said, Jesus, I love you. You can count on Everybody else may fall away, but I will not. You can count on me. He looked at me and he smiled and he said, Peter, you will deny me three times before tomorrow morning. Ouch. The next thing I remember, we were wrapping things up and we were heading out to the garden to pray.
0: Once we got to the garden, it it got crazy. Jesus had asked Peter, James, and myself to go a little further into the garden with him and to pray. And we did. Well, we tried. We kept falling asleep, and Jesus kept waking us up. I remember one time he said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's true. It's all a blur. And I think, this whole mess got started because of Judas. I mean, did he really think that what he was doing was right?
1: There. There he is. He's the one you want. The one praying by himself. Now the others, they will try to come up and create some sort of scene. But the one I kiss on the cheek, he's the one you want. 30 pieces of silver, right? That's what we agreed upon, 30 pieces. I forget about the rest. The one I kiss on the cheek, he's the one you want.
0: A kiss? Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss of a friend. That's when it got crazy. Peter grabs a sword and cuts this guy's ear off. And Jesus reached down, picks up this guy's ear, puts it right back on his head as if nothing happened. And then, and then they took him. I would love to tell you that we fought for him, but we didn't. Everyone ran. I ran. I'm so ashamed.
1: What have I done? What have I done? Was I so stupid to think I've killed him? I've killed him.
2: A reading from John chapter 19. So they took Jesus. He went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let us not tear it but cast lots for it, to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, they divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, He said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there. So they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Friday. For years, since I was a little kid, Good Friday brought an emotion that can't even put into words. I mean, I I try to grab hold of it. And I was thinking in preparation for the service, why is it such an emotional service? At first blush, you could say, well, just thinking about what Jesus did um, and all that he went through, and he died on a cross, and I think that's a big part of it. But there's also this sobering moment when we think about my sin, your sin. And I want to set the record straight. The reason that Jesus came to suffer and die on the cross was not because of our sin, but it's because of his love. Love for you, love for me. Yes, we have sin, and yes, it is great, but his love moved him to do the unthinkable, to die on a cross, to take care of our sin. Earlier this week, I came across a video that hit me right here, okay? And I don't know about you, you can watch lots of videos, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, wherever, and it'll hit you right here sometimes. This one really, really got to me, and I thought I wanted, I wanted to share it with you today. So we're going to watch this video, and I want to encourage you to just not follow along. You'll watch it. But when the person tells you to do certain things, would you do it? Would you do it? So just you'll know what that means when he prompts you on the screen. So let's watch this and be blessed by the story. same person who thought he had won when Christ was on the cross is the same person the devil who wants us to believe that we should hold on to our sin that we deserve this and we deserve the judgment that comes with it the message of good friday and the message of easter to come and we'll be getting to that soon the message of good friday is this you take that sin and you recognize and realize and understand that you can take this sin, whatever sin it is, no matter how big it is, and you place it at the foot of the cross, and it is done, signed, sealed, and delivered. And the good news is we walk away from that and we are a new creation. And God is going to do new things in you and with you and through you even in spite of you. So may we live in that faith. We're new. We're brand new. And rejoice in what God has done through the passion and the love of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
3: me, all of this is exactly how it's supposed to be. your eyes till you has become of me this is not it's not the end it's I am making all things new of me this is not, tell me it's not it's not the May. am made. see. Whatever your eyes tell you has come of me. This is not, it's not the end. Zion making all things new.
4: Show that God is love oh when God is just so at the cross you you beckon me, you draw me gently to my knees, and I am. Lost in love, so lost in love, I'm I'm sweetly broken. gift undeserved life have I been given through Christ crucified Called me into life. Well, I was under your wrath. Now, through the cross, I'm reconciled. And at the cross, you, you beckon me, you draw me gently. To my knees and I am lost for words, so, so lost in love. I'm sweetly broken, wholly surrendered. And at the cross you, you beckon me, you draw me gently. To my knees and I am lost for words, so, so. So lost in love, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender. In all the cross, I must confess. How wondrous your redeeming love, and how great is your faith. At the cross you beckon me You draw me gently to my knees And I am lost for words, so lost in love I'm, I'm sweetly broken, holy surrender and At the cross you, you beckon me you draw me gently to my knees and I am so lost for words so lost in love I'm sweetly broken holy surrender
2: week as I was thinking through the whole events and I wrote something in Facebook saying it's hard for me to wrap my mind around this story, the kind of love that God has for us that he would go through all all that he did so that we could be forgiven and live with him. That's why I am thankful that God has given us the Bible, the scriptures, his words so we can, open it and read it for ourselves. I am thankful that God has given us the Holy Spirit so that we could believe this unbelievable story. I am thankful that God has, you know what, moved people to write skits. You know, you got to see that the one earlier. We have another one coming up. Um, And I just love this, this moment where we can maybe just conjecture and think what was going through the heart and the mind and the lives of those first followers as they were experiencing this passion of Jesus for that very first time. So I'm going to challenge you, I want to be challenged, that we step into the story. That we experience the magnitude of the passion and the love, the grace and the mercy that was done for me and for you. And don't forget, yes, Good Friday, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. And I want you to come back and to to hear the rest of the story. The best part of the story, really, is that the grave could not hold him and that he rose on that third day for you, for me, for victory. So come back, 9 o'clock and 11, and celebrate the goodness of our Lord. For you, for me, for this world. I want you to now be ready. We're going we're gonna to hear a little bit more of that Good Friday experience from those first followers. And then we're going we're gonna to sing. And we're going to experience, maybe for you, that tradition, right, of hearing that thunder, that, seeing that lightning, feeling the emotions. And then we're going to whisper quietly the Lord's Prayer. And then we'll leave in silence contemplating the love of God for you and for me. Let's continue in our worship as we are blessed.
0: I crucified Jesus. That's what the crowd wanted, and that's what they got. Personally, I don't believe that man did anything to deserve that, but I'm just a soldier doing my job. When the governor gives a sentence, that's when I go to work. I loved that job. Felt like I was administering justice every time I nailed someone to a tree, but that man. That man didn't deserve that.
1: Makes no sense. There I was, rotting in a jail cell. (laughs) For stealing, murdering, you name it, I've done it. I knew the next time I stepped foot outside of that jail cell, well, that was it. So the guards, they came. And then they put me next to this guy who was just beaten to a pulp. And Governor Pilate started asking the crowd, which one of these men do you want me to set free? mean, it was obvious. They're going to say, Jesus, let Jesus go. And then I was going to tell them where they could go. But then the crowd, they, they started chanting, Barabbas. I mean, they were saying my name. They were saying my name over and over again. So the guards, they threw me onto the crowd, and they took this Jesus off to Golgotha. One minute, I'm a man marked for death. The next minute, I was free. It made absolutely no sense. So I followed him all the way to Golgotha.
0: I was stationed at Golgotha that day. We had just raised the second criminal by the time they brought him to me. I'll never forget the way he looked. He had been beaten, whipped, spit on. He was unrecognizable as a man, hideous. What were left of his clothes were stripped off him, and he was thrown down on the cross, and I went to work. Now, generally, when you crucify a man, the first hand is always the difficult one. The criminal wants to fight you and try to get away. And I would have two soldiers hold him down. But this guy, he didn't put up a fight. I just thought he was exhausted. Now, as an executioner, I've been called every name in the book. I've had men yell at me, plead with me. But I wasn't prepared for that. He looked at us. He looked at me. I'll never forget what he said. He said, Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. That man, he he forgave me.
1: Forgive them. He said, Forgive them. Who was he? Forgive should have been me up there. I was the one who was supposed to be hanging on that cross, and he took my place. Then I looked up, and I just remember seeing him take a deep, agonizing breath. And then he said, it is finished. Then
0: he died. Surely, this man was the Son of God.
5: Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when they crucified my Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. When they nailed him to the tree Were you there When they pierced him in the side Were you there When they pierced him in the side Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble Were you there when they pierced him in the side? Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when the sun refused to shine? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Oh, sometimes it causes me to tremble. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb?